0: Everybody and welcome to episode 214 of the Board Game Barbecue podcast and this podcast is sponsored by Advent Games and of course our lovely Patreons as well and this episode we have uh, I've got two people joining me I've got Mike and Connor how are you guys
1: yo hello Mike and Saz how are you?
0: Good. I almost said tonight, and I think this is the the first time I haven't said tonight. <laughs> but just, that's why I took so long to introduce yeah. you. It wasn't I hadn't forgotten your names or anything. I was just like Don't, Don't say, it say tonight. It. Don't say
1: tonight. Yeah. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. you're like, Oh, look, I'm really sorry. I've just forgotten your name. It's like <laughs> What? How? Yeah.
0: I know it's episode two hundred and fourteen, yeah. yeah. but yeah, I forgot your name. Oh, like I'm fine
1: with it as long as you forget Connor's name and not mine, then it's yeah. okay. <laughs> my my dad used to have this trick and he would go you know if you ever forget someone's name you go up and go what's the name and they go they give you their first name go no 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 no, your last name i never tried it and i don't think it would actually work i think you get found out pretty quickly (laughs) He was fairly convinced that it would work (laughs) i love it that is cool yeah
2: You'd have to do the good old trick, introduce them to somebody else, and yeah, they yeah, say their name 100%. there. That's always the you drag your partner. Hey, can you say hello to that person and get their name for me? I did the worst
1: that. Is when- I did oh, that. Okay. Yeah. I did that one time. I was talking to someone who I didn't, I didn't go to high school with them, but I knew them like during high school. And mm. I actually went to my friend who was there. I was like, "Hey, Brad, check out who it is." And my friend Brad went, "Oh, you're so and so," and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, works like a charm. Yeah, I know.
0: The worst is when you, like, you remember someone else's name wrong. And then you get stuck in this, like, every time you see them, you're like, their name's this. And then you're like, no, that's the name I thought they were. They're not that name. They're the other name. And then you're like, no, which one is it? And you get, yeah. Anyway, there was someone at my game day and I felt so bad because... I just kept saying her name wrong and it was in my – I remembered it wrong and it was it. It was in there for good.
1: I feel like Mike's really good at remembering names. Uh, and I always get because he's like, remember names, like, and then it's so and so's turn, so and so's turn. I'm like, mm. and then it's your turn, and then buddy, <laughs> it's your turn. Hey, mate, it's your turn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like that. That, that
0: trick works where you keep if you keep saying their names. That's you know, what I try to do. Say their name I'm back to, to them really, easy. really quickly, and then hopefully <laughs> it'll stick. Because if you if you only get their names, and this happens to me a lot at PAX as well, you get everyone's name at the start, and then by the end of the game, you're like, good. <laughs> Game, you <laughs> guys, <like. laughs> people, other yeah. humans
1: with names.
0: Yeah. yeah, it was like it was too long ago. I taught the game. I had to do things, you know. You that got, was the, got other things
1: it. on your mind. You, you know, exactly, yeah. exactly. Cool.
0: And speaking of packs, I didn't really get to talk about my packs. Yeah. I just wanted to. I just wanted to mention a couple of things um, that I guess were kind of my highlights. Uh, I. I played – I met Michael Langford for the first time who's <laughs> been around since the start yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, we had so much fun. Like, he was hanging absolute it on me. <laughs> we were That's playing so clover. And, and like, <laughs> he was picking on how bad my clues were. And I'm like, hang on a minute. There's been, like, two rounds where people have got all my stuff straight away. I don't understand this. Why are my clues bad? They seem to be working okay. Anyway, so we would like, picking on each other so bad. So that was that was so much fun. I taught Scout so many times to people and, again, just um, just met so many awesome people and we were just having a laugh and and there were really cool people there. And then also I taught – I met um, Nellie and Brett. Again, they've been around for, for um, ages, mm-hmm. like, since the start of the pod. And they were there with their kids and I taught them all my shelfie, which was really fun. They all seemed to really – like it. But um, you taught, you taught my
1: shelfie. I thought Mike was the only person that taught my shelfie. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I taught my shelfie like five times. Are you You serious? taught
1: Mike's shelfie. That's
2: what
0: it tended to Mike's is. shelfie. Mike's shelfie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, Yeah. Apart from like having like so many Pax germs, <laughs> I had the Pax box. Um, Pax box. box. Yeah. I got the Pax box. Because happen it happened after the totally pack's worth over. It. Yeah. Yeah. After it was over. And then um, Mitch was. Blaming me because he's like, I've got <laughs> a sore throat. It's your fault, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. There was eighty thousand people there, but yeah, could could have been. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun though. Loved it. Loved playing like new games and stuff, like Aussie designed games. There was there was one called Pharmacology that I really liked. It was kind of like a more complex Azul
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that looked really cool. So I want to follow up um, with the designer there and um maybe he could come to a game day and show off the game so that That was really it was yeah it was fun I only played like one round I think he was just doing demos um so I didn't get to play it a whole lot but I really liked it there was like a multi-use card thing and your cards are like you want to hold on to them because you want to do these like set collection or not set collection but you want to make these patterns um of like different colored pills on your board and They also do an effect too. So you kind of got to choose which cards I'm going to hold on to for scoring, which ones do I want to discard for doing these effects. So it's like a multi-use card thing. Um, I really thought it was clever. I liked it a lot. Um, And then, of course, James Allen was teaching Drift, which was awesome. And then um, I love that game. Like that really feels like a racing game. I don't know if you guys got a chance to play it. But you like drift around corners. Real time, you have to you have to like make these corners work, and you don't want to drift too far and hit the side of the wall and stuff like that. Has it got like the the thing where yeah, yeah, you got
1: to shift gear. You got to go and like sort of shift. Yes, templates. that's right.
0: Yeah, you got gear templates, and you starting like you might start your turn. You might be too far into a corner. And so you've got to quickly like work out how you're going to do the gear change, how you're going to maneuver around the corner with these little templates. I think you've got like 45 seconds or something to do it. Um, And it could be that because the templates, like if you're in fifth gear, of course the template's really long. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. So you
0: have to make sure you've like turned well. Um, Otherwise that fifth gear might send you off the track and stuff like that. It's super clever. It's so good. And I'm not like a huge racing fan like board game
1: fan. But that's when it's good. When when a theme doesn't normally interest you but right. the game's good enough to bring you when it's in. so good that awesome. brings you
3: in.
0: But
1: it's the fun part like when you watch like Formula One or even like V eight supercar racing, when it's on the straights, that's mm. not the interesting part. The interesting part is watching them navigate the courses, watching them yep. navigate and that's the fun part of it. And you get to do that in a game. So that's, yeah. and I guess that's always what I'm advocating for. It's like any theme you can make enjoyable or fun as long as you identify the fun parts of it. Like, the, you know, if it was just go as fast as you can, well, I mean, that's kind of fun, but it's way more fun trying to drift and navigate a corner, pretending yeah. you're part of Tokyo Drift, you know, right. Fast and Furious, you know. Yeah. I know I was devastated I didn't get to play it because I think you said to me, like, you have to play this game, you have to play this game, you'd love it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I will. And then, everything just gets away from you
0: oh it was um, crazy I, I had like ants in my pants for most of packs. <laughs> i couldn't sit down it was really hard to like sit down and like, actually teach a game because i was like oh wait but what's happening over there like, yeah you know
2: um, i just want to soak it all in
0: anyway that's a lot i just said a lot so <laughs> tell us what you what have you guys been playing
2: well, like you've got um, something
0: I can't pronounce there, and I really yeah, don't know what I've, that's.
2: I've got about. a I've got a new friend V who's been coming to my game group quite regularly, and V is very dangerous for my wallet and has been getting me in trouble <laughs> with Renata because V brings a bunch of old games you can't get anymore, uh, yeah. and oh, okay. then I love them and I have to track them down and buy them. Um, this is your and- secret.
0: Your secret beige identity showing through as well i don't know it's in there
2: i don't think they're really that beige um they're they're still pretty cool they're they're from is it zoch Zoc, zoch it's a it's a designer that i don't know if they still make games or not i I haven't really been keeping up with them but they make some amazing games they also make that bow, bow sack i don't know how you say it that Weird dexterity game that's really old as well. Yeah, with
0: the wooden pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But they
2: make some really amazing games. It's really cool themes that works in really cool ways. Um, the one that you're mentioning is called, all right, let's give it a go. And I'm sure we'll have someone Good luck. Uh, <laughs> I think Thomas will probably come at me. I believe it's German. Off Tuffel Kom Raus. In English, it's supposed to be deal with the devil. And it's a really, really fun push-your-luck um, betting game. Like, like I've said before, betting games don't always hit with me. This one 100% did. It's um, it was a cool-looking board. It's some really cool art of the big devil on it, and it's got a big pot in the middle. And just the way they use some of the mechanics were really interesting where you get a handful of cash. You sort of keep your cash hidden from everyone so no one knows exactly where you're at, and you all will reveal at the same time. Um, and that's your bet for trying to. It's going to be difficult to explain, so I'm going to try my best. When you show your money, if I bet 150, I need to flip over 150 worth of these little um, tokens in the middle of the board. And it's sort of like, well, each one has a different number under it. It might be 10, might be 20. There's a couple 75s, a couple 100s in there, and you're going to keep flipping them over, trying to clear your bet. So I have to flip over at least 100. 150 worth of them, but there's also devils in there. And When you flip over a devil, you bust, you don't do anything. Oh, the fun okay. thing is though, other people can clear bet as well if they don't bust. So if I've got 150 and Connor had a hundred and Connor manages to flip over a 50 and then hundred and he stops and doesn't bust, he's also cleared my bet. So he can okay. also rely on other people to do it as well. But then you get bonuses. You get bonus money for not, for actually not, even if you, Even if you um, bust, I think you get it. There's bonuses for betting the most amount. There's bonuses for flipping over um, the most amount of tokens in the middle of the board or the highest value. So you're sort of pushing to get all these bonuses. And so you just keep flipping these tokens in the middle. And it's really, really fun. And the picture of the cauldron in the middle of the board is where you put all the tokens over that. And once the tokens don't overflow the cauldron, that's when you mix them all back in. Really cool little mechanic. It does have one of those push and pull things where we sort of got near the end and then everyone lost all the money so we had to go back uh, again and yeah, yeah. the game uh, went a little yeah. bit long, I think, but it yeah. was fun. You're betting and doing stupid bets the whole time and it was a really, really fun sort of um, pushing your luck and betting mechanic. I don't know if, how to it. If you it. clear
0: someone else's debt or, yes. or bet, what does that actually mean for you?
2: Nothing, it- nothing. It just might oh. mean you might want to stop because, say, for example, if you bet 200, mm. Sarah, and I bet 150, and I cleared my 150, mm. I might want to keep flipping over to get one of the bonuses, but yeah. then I might not want to keep going because I don't want to clear your bet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if yeah. I clear your bet, you get paid out, you know? Right, but if right. I don't clear your bet, yeah. it's a bit of, you know, you got a few choices like that to make,
3: Yeah. but it's just
2: really funny, just really silly, really funny. It's from like 2013, I think. Um, but it's a really fun, simple pushy luck game and I had a really good time with it. Um, and the other one that they've been bringing from the same company is called riffraff. Mm. It is my new favorite dexterity game, like kick out men at work, kick them all out. Oh, um, out. yeah, this thing wow. is, I can't believe it's not in print anymore. It's literally a wooden ship and the wooden ship at the end of it has a pole, uh, like, or like large, long piece of dowel with a metal weight at the end. And you have this sort of cone underneath it where the boat, the ship sits. So that way the ship can sway Mm -hmm. and the ship on the base of the ship has numbers one, two, three, four, then it's got a mast and then it's got like a huge, like flat piece of wood on both sides, like a part of the mast. And that's got five and six on there. Then you go up again and it's got um, seven and eight. Uh, There's some more numbers in there somewhere. I don't know where they come from, but it's got numbers one to 10 throughout the ship and 10 is at the top of the boat where it's the most delicate part and one to four is at the bottom and basically you pull out cards at the same time bidding for which part of the ship you want to put a token on and it's a dexterity game we're just trying to put tokens on and not drop anything um but if you bid the highest if you bid to put something at the top of the ship where it's the most dangerous you get to go first whereas somebody that bid one to four on the bottom of the ship they go last so it's a cool game where you all reveal your cards at the exact same time and then just you just get to see who's putting their their pieces on and All the different pieces you're putting on the ship, they're different shapes, different sizes. There's some like barrels, which if you put on their side, they can roll easy. Mm -hmm. So I like being a real douchebag in the game and trying to go to a really awkward spot. Yeah, just in the game. (laughs) And putting like a barrel on its side. So that way if somebody else puts something else on that side, the ship's going to tilt and the barrel's going to roll off. Yeah. But the fun part is if anything falls off when you put something on the ship, If it falls on the table, they become your pieces and you try to get rid of all your pieces.
3: Mm -hmm. But
2: if you catch them as they fall off, they're out of the game. Stop it. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So, and some of the pieces, like there's all like light pieces, heavy pieces. There's like, um, there's a piece that looks like remember the monkeys that hold on to each cool. other? When you're yeah, here, yeah you know, there's what?
0: a little monkey that, and yeah, you, like I can see in the picture, yeah. someone's put it right off the top, which is like hanging you top.
2: So, yeah. it's just about these really fun moments where you put something on and everyone stops their breath for a second because everyone's waiting to see does the ship tilt that way? Does it tilt this way? Can you catch the piece? It's just, it's like half an hour. And it's so much fun, and it breaks my heart. This is hard to find; it's nearly impossible. I paid way too much to get myself a copy oh, sent from Germany. Did it. I, did. It. I did, I did, because it's such a fun game, and I'm you really need thankful. To have it. I need to have it. You know, I'll definitely be bringing it to uh, a game day in the future once it eventually arrives to me, probably in a month's time from Germany. It does um,
0: look super cool. I gotta say,
2: it's amazing. Have That's, you it's it's to
0: roll? Like
2: hamster roll hamster is another roll. one of my bucket list roll. games that I want to get hamster roll. I definitely want, I've never tried it, but I know I'll love it, you know, but so, it's got that same sort of moving yeah, dexterity vibe to rolling. it. I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same company that makes it. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, they actually, they actually make a lot of weird dexterity games. I've been, as I've been looking into this company, I'm like, oh, I like what they make. I've been finding a lot of little hidden gems and really popular games throughout the years that they've made. Cause they've been doing games since, you know, um, Twenty, uh, You know, 2010, 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Yep. And these games are from 2012 and 2013. Um, so they're, they're, they're quite old games. Almost ancient. They're almost ancient, Sarah. Oh,
3: wow. <laughs>
2: um, and hats off to them. They're not all beige. So, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> but
0: there is the beige wood. It is <laughs> like beige wood. There, nice wood.
3: there is beige wood.
2: Oh, yeah, but um, these games from Zoc or Zoc or whatever their Zoc. name is, um, yeah, they got some really cool ideas. Um, just I was looking up a video on YouTube about what other games have these guys made because I like these so much. What else have they made? And there's a game about feeding donkeys colored cubes and then facing vessels. <laughs> that sounds like witch. my
0: kind of game. But then all. you
2: lift up the tail and they poop out at all, the, yeah. <laughs> oh. all the things, but it's more about like yeah. um, trying to choose <laughs> which – which, like, I'm going to choose this donkey because I believe it has the most red cubes in it. Like,
0: I, don't
1: I haven't played the game. <laughs> that but...
0: doesn't sound comfortable, pooping yeah. out cubes. Sarah,
1: like, I'm you're okay with acting like you're above this type of theme. Oh, I apologise. Is... I think they're discs, to be honest. I think they're discs, if <laughs> yes. that makes it better. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. yeah. That's right. Sorry, sorry. Does it make it? Less, okay, less corners.
3: Anyway.
2: <laughs> but yeah. anyway, Um I've just been really enjoying these old school games that are, are hard to find these days, which is a shame if anybody else wants to play them. But um, I've really been enjoying these games, and uh, if you get a chance, if you know any, any if you know anybody with Riff Raff or Deal with the Devil, um, or otherwise, off Twoful Com Rouse, definitely try to get it, your hands on it and have a have a try. But Mike, dexterity you- games yeah.
0: are hard for me because I drink a lot of coffee, and um, <laughs> that makes it the- more fun. The- yeah, i <laughs> 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 I tried to play that Tinder. I tried to play that Tinder me? box. Oh, Do you know Tinder box or whatever it is. Tinder blocks. Is that you on the screen?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> you swipe it.
0: Yeah, you <laughs> swipe it. No, oh my gosh, you're making me cough laugh. <laughs>
3: um,
0: no, you have like uh, like these cards. They show you what you have, to, what you all have to do. And there's like um, you're making a little campfire, and mm. it has to be a certain shape. And there's like little red cubes and yellow cubes, and then there's like the wood pieces. But when you add to the little the fire that you're building together. Um, You have to – the combination that you've got to add to the fire with your card, you have to do all of that with tweezers. Like you have to build it Mm. with tweezers and then you have to add it to the fire with tweezers. And do you think I could do a single (laughs) one? I couldn't. I just had coffee and I was – yeah, it was a disaster. How
1: do you go with operation? (laughs) <laughs> 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 well, it. she does fine, but the patient not so yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Johnson, your husband, <laughs> did not survive the operation. Yeah, you couldn't get the Charlie horse out. Um, Mike, yeah. you've done everyone a favour by buying these games because you know what's going to happen. Everyone's going to want to play them because you can't well, no, get them. Not even that. It will come, like, to GameFound as, like, new. they are like, oh, oh, and now man. we're bringing back. That's exactly what's going to happen. You know what will happen. It happens all so. the time. And then you'll just have to, have to buy the new copy. Exactly. That's fine.
2: They're, both games are fantastic. And I'm really disappointed they're not in rotation anymore because they're so much fun. Like this friend of mine, they said they've sort of put away all the big Euros and they really want the games that provide really big, fun moments. And that's mm-hmm. what they've been bringing. And it's it's been amazing. And um, they just give you a really good laugh. There's something different. And I love Push Your Luck because I always end up with no money. It's, it's always fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: How about you guys?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I got to play a a game on my bucket list because I was so keen. I love every game that this man makes, although I own none of them. Uh, but do you love is... him as much as Def loves him? Absolutely not. No, I don't no. think I can. I think, uh, yeah, in the uh, custody battle, Def would definitely... <laughs> uh, he would go to Def. Uh, and that's Kanban, EV. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man... That game is everything that I hoped it would be. And I remember, I think Sarah, I think Def told you, he's like, I'm really excited. Connor's going to play Kanban tonight. Mm. And then you were like, how's Kanban going? What are you doing? And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and but I'm having fun. <laughs> like, I was like, I think I'm trying to make cars. And I, had, I really had no idea what I was doing or why I was doing it, but it all made perfect sense. I don't know if that, that doesn't make sense itself, but yeah, it's just such a clever design. Um, I love the the fact that it you're, it's a process in making these cars, and you're actually going through a process when you play the game. Like that's thematic, in yeah. itself.
0: Yeah, you do feel like it's like that production line yep. thing. It's like, well, if I go to this action space, I think this is what you mean by it makes sense. Like, if I go to this action space, this is all the things I can do here yep. because I'm yep. in this part of the factory, and this makes sense, right? And then, but you can't. You have to kind of do things in order because mm-hmm. you can't drive a car out of a factory before you've built a car. So you kind of have to, yeah, you have to put all the things in motion together, right? So, yeah. And
1: there's there's the action about taking the designs and that's all the way down the bottom. And the funny thing is, is that how that's all the way down the bottom. So if you want to make a car, that's the second space, but you have to get the designs to do it. So once you realise what car you can make, you're all the way down the bottom and you can't take that action. And then that car then gets taken by the person to take it for a test drive. Like, it's so, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was so, so clever. I thought it was just, yeah, he's he's crazy. He's so, so smart. So yeah. it lived up to the hype for you, definitely. Yeah, so I just thought the the process that you had to go through was so clever. Um, Sarah, I know you've played this. What do you think of Kanban?
0: Um, I've only played it once and yep. it was a while ago now, but, yeah, I really liked it. Um, I, I think I've said this before, like, any game where timing is a real – you have to get timing crucial – like, it's a crucial part of the game that you get it right. I think that's kind of exciting. Yeah. Um, and Kanban has that, you know, because, yeah, like you said, if you do something at the wrong time, instead of you taking advantage of your of your action, someone else might swoop in. Yeah. Um, you really yeah, got to be aware of, right. aware of – what it, everyone else is doing. You really do. And I remember like I was, um, I think there were a lot of red cars when Def and I played that were like, um, you know, ready to ready to rock kind of thing. And I was like, oh, so if I do this, cause I had the red designs, Def had the red designs. It was all happening. We all had the same stuff happening. Um, I'm like, oh, so if I do this, it's going to really screw you up, isn't it? And he was like, yeah, so why would you? And I'm like, ha ha. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, you know, it can be pretty mean. Uh, you can steal other people's cars and stuff. It's fine, but you
1: but you you do it to benefit you. And I, I sometimes I struggle with this with games. <laughs> is that yes, that's mean. Yes, it's a bit nasty. But you're directly benefiting from doing that. You're not just doing it. Oh to yeah, be, sure. to, to stuff to, them up. Yeah, to stuff them up. Yeah, you're um, doing it for a reason. Yeah, like you know, oh, just because I can. It's like that's the most optimal move for you. Yeah, and I like you know, argue then. Well, even if it's not the optimal move, the fact that you're punishing the other player and you're getting the most points benefit, um, that's an optimal move too. But uh, I don't know, I just felt like, you know, you go, oh, well, that's my fault for not timing it properly and I provided Mm. them with the opportunity. Mm. Why wouldn't you swoop in and move that car? Why wouldn't you swoop in and and grab those resources? Like, it just, yeah. Yeah, I I just thought it was so cool. Um, Vital just has a crazy way of just injecting theme into all his games. I don't have played a game where I have thought, this is, there's no theme here, or the theme doesn't match it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I agree. Um, it does feel like you're doing all the things you need to do to build a car. I agree with you that, yeah, it's fun. Like, you, you, it's not really mean. You're just helping yourself. That's true. Yeah. Um, can you
2: avoid that happening? Can you do anything to try to avoid people stealing your car or whatever?
1: Yeah. So, like, if you time it right, then you will be able to, um, and you're just going to make sure no one else can take it effectively. Um, okay. So, it's not like someone can just swoop in and be like, I'm doing it. It's like you have to have done things and put things in place mm. and then not yeah. capitalised on it. it, it like it, like any game, if they're a smart player, they'll look for an opportunity, but it's not like, um, you know, you've got, kind of got to present it to them on a, on a silver platter really for them to be able to take advantage of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. and it's all about who's going to be the next to, to take an action, I guess. So that's you've got to get that right. And like if someone's going to go before you, then be careful of what you're choosing to do. Do yeah. in case they can do something bef- yeah. before you, just before you get a chance to do it, right? So it, it just makes it really interactive. You can't just go and, oh, I'm just going to do whatever yes. I'm doing. Yes. You have to be careful of what other people are doing. So it makes it interactive, which I really love. Um, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, actually. I think I would consider adding it to my collection if I thought I was going to play it a fair bit. But Kerry doesn't like it. Oh, well. And Carrie's and the one I play with,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, yeah. and so she
0: dictates what I play. Yeah. and I, I play. I've
1: I've said this to uh, to Def before because you know he just has every Vital game. I said I adore these games. I would play them whenever someone asked, but I would never buy them because I wouldn't have anyone here to play them with, and I wouldn't play them with my family because they're too heavy. Um, they're too brain burning for my family. They they're not into that experience. Like they're not into spending that time, you know, effectively turning their brain to liquid and then turning it back to a solid again. They're just not yeah. into that type of stuff. So, but like I said, if anyone's like, "Hey, want to play on Mars? Want to play um, Vinos? Want to play?" I think the only one I haven't played yet is um, CO two. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think have you played I've- Lisboa? No, I haven't played Lisboa. Oh, okay, it's a lie. Yep. So yeah, yep. So Lisboa, which I'm I'd, I'm more excited to play that than I am CO2 Second Chance because I've heard only good things about it.
0: Yeah, Lisboa is good. I played it with Mitch and he like stole all the boats before I. Could. Again, it's another mean one. <laughs> Careful what you do in Lisboa. I ended up spending like my victory points. I think I was desperate. I was yeah. That's and not retard. only
1: that, it was Mitch that outsmarted you. Which, I <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, I
0: shouldn't admit that. <laughs> yeah, was, Definitely I not say on the pod. In just yes, everyone Mr. just forget you know that. Yeah. Just edit that out. Dan, <laughs> yeah, bleep the <laughs> name out. out. yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But
1: uh, on the other end of the scale, uh, so mm. I, Mike, I know you've talked about this game before. I'm
2: pretty sure I you have. love this game. I've yeah. actually been taken to my game group again yeah.
1: lately, like, wanted to play it again. So, fantastic factories, right? Like so many games have dice placement as a mechanic. It's kind of, you know, really intuitive. Um, the fact that, you know, you've got effectively six different counters you can have on one component. Um, I feel like this is, this isn't a, it's going to sound like a put down, but it's not. This is kind of like the your first dice placement game, right? Like the, that's what you would do. You would roll the die, you would place them, the fact that the die have values in your place, you can chop and change. But you've also got this really cool, engine slash factory building aspect that gives you so much choice i was playing with my partner hannah and we were just like going oh well we can do this and then we can do that and then that that part is just as fun as rolling the dice is working yeah. out which order you're going to activate your yeah uh, your your blueprints in your factories um i loved having the the specialist how that's like a instant power that's so cool um, you've got reasons to collect cards, you've got reasons to collect resources. And the other really cool part is so you're not hoarding everything is you have to discard down at the end of the turn. Uh, I think that, that's actually what makes it um, a lot more interesting for me. What do you reckon, Mike? I know you you think this game's awesome, but
2: I think it's a um, look. It's it's everything's amazing. I like that every time I play this game, it feels like a different experience because yeah. I've got different cards coming out. I'm making a new combination, um, and like you said, there's lots of um. Wait, wait, wait. no, no, no! I'm not going to yeah. do that. I'm going to yeah, pick yeah, up my best yeah. again, and I'm going to do my turn again because I can do it this way now and make this happen. And it's just it's so satisfying. Like that's the biggest word I can use for that game. It's satisfying. Are you playing with any expansions?
1: No, we didn't. We only played with the base game because Hannah hadn't played it before. And to be honest, I was like, I really want to play this game because I really like the mat (laughs) I got with it. I really like the The mat. Is amazing,
2: especially if you're a solo player. (laughs) Yeah, it helps a lot. Um, But I will say, I can't remember what they're called. The ones Mel something. There's the mean one, Subdiffuse, I think. But the other one for me is almost a must now because the pill resource they can use the wild and things like that made it. Ah, oh, beautiful! So many more combos you could do. Um, that for me really makes it. You know, look, you don't have to have it, but once I put it in, I'll never teach it without it. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll never take it out.
1: Yeah, it's like the the one another pharmaceutical game where you have the pills that can increase or decrease your die roll. Right. Is that That's yeah? Right. So yeah. Um, whereas that then, if you need a specific, again, if you need a specific number, you're paying, uh, you know, in pills to get that many. To increase or decrease it by that much, but you're still going to invest in it. Exactly, and you're-
2: to invest in that in that in that card and put time into trying to activate that card yeah. to get the pills to be able to do it. So it might be a complete waste of time.
1: And they, and they still count towards your uh, end of round twelve resources yes. that you can have. So it's not like you can you can just stockpile them over metal and power. You have to have the twelve, and then that's it. Sarah, have you played this?
0: I have played this game and I'm trying yeah. to remember what you do. I know you get you get like cards. You play cards. Then and they, the cards they have let the you make worker placement spots on them for your yeah. dice. Yeah. So your dice have to be what number is on the card.
1: Yes. You're, so you're sometimes sometimes and then have the, to and match. And it's kind of like
0: a it's kind of like a you producing things yep. that you can spend yes. elsewhere, right? Yeah. So you're producing is it energy and energy. Energy.
1: Oh, yeah. and um, S- metal metal which help you build more factories. And then the end-game scoring or the end-game trigger is you have to have Mm. 12 goods, uh, which are little boxes, or uh, 10 buildings. You can go over that, but that's when the last round starts. So once someone – because it's all simultaneous. So once someone either hits 12 goods or 10 buildings, uh, then you have to – then the end of the game – is the next round. And it's all simultaneous. So it's really cool because you can, especially if you're teaching people, because you can kind of do your own little bit and then go, okay, I'm going to yeah. stop. How's everyone going? Where, where yeah. are you up to? Where are you up to? Do you want a hand? What's on your cards? And really, your, I know the subterfuge one, like you said, Mike, it can affect other people. But in reality, aside from taking a card from the market, you can't really affect other people. Um, exactly. So it's okay for you to be like, okay, well, let's play with an open hand. More um, mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and then people, as they get better, it's like, no, no, I want to be able to work it out myself. But like you said, you go, oh, no, that's not the right one. Let's reset it. Let's put it yeah. back in and, yeah. And I, also
2: the mechanic where all the cards have a different tag on them yeah. and you have to spend a card to build yes. a card I think is an amazing thing because you can't just build cards willy-nilly. You have to invest in collecting cards. So you have options yep. and you might yep. like, ball. Well, I've got this one I could spend to build this one, but I don't want to because I want to build that one as well. So I have to get more of the the wrench card so I can do that one. Like, I really like that mechanic, which I haven't seen in too many games myself yet.
1: Well, again, Um, like the multi-use cards, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. and, And then when it's up to you to try and find a card, you've got to be able to pick it. Like, you're like, oh, I need that wrench card because I don't actually want the card itself. But mm-hmm. I want the fact that it's the got a wrench to yeah. be able to build this really, really good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome little um part of it too. Which uh when I was going through the rules, I was like, Oh, this kind of seems a bit like not easy, but like really like the decision making, like, well, I'm just gonna get the the best card and save up all my goods, but then you've got to have the card to be able to build it, which is even better. But yeah, oh man, it is so good. I I really want to teach this to more and more people. I think mm-hmm. it's it's really a good, really good gateway game. Yeah. Because it just introduces two awesome concepts in dice placement and the engine building mm-hmm. in a way that people are like, yeah, that makes sense. They're my workers. I've got yeah. more workers here so I can create more energy or I can send them off to the mines and stuff like that. Send them
3: off to yeah. the mines. You love doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Always yeah. They yearn the for the
1: mines, Sarah. The, <laughs> the people of my town yearn for them. Um, but, yeah, that's another good one. And I, just quickly. Just quickly. I know you're sick of me talking about this game, but I continued my Uh Arkham Horror The Living Card Game campaign, The Edge of the Earth, so going into the Mountains of Madness with Lily Chen and uh, Monterey Jack, and they're slowly getting more and more mad and crazy. Um, And the reason I went back to this is because the new expansion is coming out, and I got the new Investigator cards. And let me tell you, you guys don't care, but... These are some really, really cool cards. I'm not going to give away any spoilers um, because Zub Zero is – I think he said this weekend he was going to go through and they are going to start making some decks, which is awesome. But Resident I, – I like to say I'm the Arkham expert. Zub Zero, Joe, is like the number one Arkham Did you expert. just say yeah.
0: <laughs> Zub Zero? Yeah. Zub
1: Zero. So, uh, so he is the number one expert uh, in, uh, in Arkham Horror Limit card games. So I hope he's having fun with that. And, um, yeah, that's sort of my little – well, wrap What about you, Sarah? What have you been playing? One of these games. I think you're just trying to copy Mitch here with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, I played uh, *Endless Winter*. Um, I thought it was okay. I don't. I didn't get as excited. Mitch loves it, right? Yeah,
1: so, he does. He's, he's so I'm
0: trying to present it. the other side of it. Nice, <laughs> no. Yep. no, no, no. I, I did like it. I thought it was a little bit like um, Junior Imperium* for me. I thought okay. you're doing you're doing some pretty similar sort of gameplay things because you know. In June Imperium, you have like the hand management's quite a big deal in it and you've got cards that allow you to like uh, basically take worker spots on the board. Like they've got certain symbols yep. in it. Yep. That's different in Endless Winter, but you're, still, you're playing them. If you're playing them with a worker, you're sort of playing them as extra labor and things like that. Okay. Like you yeah. need to.
1: Like a boost.
0: Yeah, kind of like boosting mm. your action that you're taking on the board or allowing you to make the most of doing that action. It's almost like it's not worth Doing the action, unless you get a you got the labor to pay for the the stronger thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um so that like it's it's good. Um I guess I just felt like it was like that a little bit too much for me because mm. I already have Dune Imperium. Yep. Um and the other thing in Dune Imperium, there's kind of like uh, you know, cards that have like a fighting effect. Some cards have a fighting effect. So you can see in the in the dark, like the, like on a card it'll have an action effect that's in a light sort of box and then in a dark box it's like if you take if you play this in a fight, what it's gonna do. And unless one has that sort of eclipse thing where you can play cards to your eclipse pile and then it has mm-hmm. the dark action mm-hmm. down the bottom that's gonna happen in the eclipse. So I found that was quite similar. Um and then also just the fact that yeah it's worker placement, it's hand management and it's got like the area control part. But I actually like the cube fight in Dune Imperium yeah. a bit more than I liked the they're putting down tents on the on the map in Endless Winter. I think so, um,
1: the, the, yeah. the fighting part of Juniperium seems to be the what's sort of separating the three because they sort of, you know, people were comparing Juniperium to Arnak and now they're compa- comparing Endless Winter weird. to the two of them. Yeah. So I think like – but the cube fighting in Juniperium seems to be the big separator and I think what people – why some people prefer it over the other two and look yeah. I, from what I've heard you know and again this is from people who re- have really enjoyed their time with endless winter uh, is that they they're like no this is incredible this is so much better than Arnak and things like that so yeah I mean look games get compared to each other all the time hey like I just did it then oh, with, yeah. um, with the with all the vital games but yeah I've got it I've still got it in shrink um, I haven't opened it yet and I'm keen to open it and have a play with it the next day yeah, or so. We
0: had fun. Like with four players, it was pretty, you know, like people taking the cards that you kind yep. of want. That was the yep. other thing. The deck building was kind of interesting in that there's only like five tribe members you're going to add to your
3: deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's more about oh, what action do you want to kind of do the most of and then buy that kind of person. Um, so I think like Kerry and I were kind of wanting to, both be first player i think so we're getting a lot of char no no sorry we were racing up the um the track with these little toke uh totem things to get like end game scoring to get the most end game scoring because if you're first up the track
3: you get you
0: get the big score and um so we were fighting over that so we kept buying the shaman so we could move her so that was interesting um I like the hand management part of it, definitely. I thought that was cool. It's like, well, I want to play this guy with this action, but actually, I really want to play it in the Eclipse phase because mm-hmm. I have the Eclipse bonus. Mm-hmm. So the hand management was good. I thought the hand management was good. Um, but yeah. Uh, so that was Endless Winter, and it certainly looks pretty. I mean, gosh, it looks good.
1: And it looks like it just covers a table. Like, it's it way too huge, big. Huge, why is yeah. it so big? <laughs> it's just, it's so big? Why is it so big? It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so that's in Liz Winter. And the other one was um that I've been playing a fair bit of was Twilight Inscription, which oh, I yeah. was super, super excited about to start with. Mm. Um I don't I don't like love it, love it, but I I do like it. It's just probably not as interactive as I thought it was going to be. Okay. All right.
2: There's a place on my shelf here if you need to get rid
3: of this. Yeah, there's, there's, a, <laughs> sure. there's a spot on my no, shelf it's right here. Yeah.
0: It it has like it's fun. It has this addictive quality to it. It really does. Like yeah. it's a little bit Um, Mo called it space bingo and I was like, yeah, that's – I'm adopting that (laughs) space bingo because, you know, you are – there's like a board where you're crossing out all these icons and then it's like Gunshot Clever where you're crossing out the box left and right and you want to get the stuff at the ends, right? So it's kind of like that on one of the boards. Another board is exploring your like piece of the galaxy and claiming planets and claiming commodities and, you know, like basically resources and stuff like that. The commodity track seems really – a good thing to go for lots of points on that i just go for that every time um and then there's the war the war thing's interesting you never know when the war card's gonna come up right so it's like you're investing to put all these ships out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. you could win a lot if you you know you beat you beat your left right. it's kind of like um in uh seven wonders you're gonna fight with the people
3: your, like neighbors. On the yep. your yep,
0: neighbors okay your neighbors le- yep. one on the left and the right yeah not with everybody kind of thing um so if you win both of those wars, you get, like, kind of big prizes. So that that's always nice. And you never know when that's going to flip up. So you it might happen, like, the wars happen pretty quickly and you haven't had a chance to deploy anything yet, any ships yet. And um, so I like that sort of um, blurry, like, time element, bit of randomness as to when things are going to go down. It's interesting.
1: You, with, the, with the war side of things, mm. kind of like in Seven Wonders, you don't really get a benefit. Um, if you like, well, seven a bit different because you know there's going to be a war, right? So, is there always a war in every cycle or every turn or whatever it is? Or
0: yeah, kind of every round yeah, there okay. is a war. You yep. just don't know exactly when it's yep. going to yep. be. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because have um, you you've been
0: playing
2: this at two, Sarah? Does it play at okay at two?
0: Yeah, I played it. I played it at two a few times, and you have to have a bot. So that okay. you've got, you always yep. have to have two neighbors, right? So you go mm-hmm. and play with the bot and it's super easy to make the bot work. It's because you're rolling these dice that are like gray, which you get every time. And then you're rolling these, what they call focus dice, which are really colorful. And those ones you get only if you've unlocked them on that particular sheet that you're working on at that time. But the bot just works on those fancy colored dice and it's, Just a sheet that's like, okay, what did you roll? These are the three-coloured dice and you just mark off what it rolled. It's so easy. Like it's easy as pie. And then on the sheet it will say, oh, um, if if you cross off so many, you know, blue uh, resources, it might get to where it's completed the blue objective before you guys so it will get the most score and you won't get that. But it doesn't actually get a score. It just means that you won't get the high score for the objective. Right. So it just blocks I guess it just blocks people. And it also um makes the because there's a council event where you guys will be voting on something. Mm. Yeah. So it changes that a little bit where you have to have you have to pay in votes um to get the positive effect, essentially. And if he if he why is it a he? I'm gendering the bot. If the bot <laughs> I don't know why. If the bot gets, you know. Five votes, you have to get more than that to be yeah, able to right. do the positive effect. Otherwise, the negative effect will get you. But this is the weird part in playing with more than two. Sometimes the pass or fail thing is that they can both be positive, right? And mm. I guess that makes it more interesting because it might be, well, one is positive and one is going to let everyone build a certain amount of ships mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. And that might not be great for me because I might have already filled my war, yep. you know, part like my- um, Okay. Deep decoy, the deployment zone. What I'm trying to say is already full of ships, right? Then that one might not be for me, so I might vote for the other one and hope that I win. And so then you pay for votes and try and get that. So that's interesting. I just that's really the only interaction. It's not super interactive. I don't think. Like if there are people seriously, I don't think anyone's seriously going to think this. But if there are people seriously, like the roll and right is going to be a sh- like a light version of Pilot Imperium – no, it's not going to be like Twilight Imperium. Okay, yeah. I can already tell, and I haven't played Twilight Imperium. It's just—it's a, a roll and write. Okay. Yeah, have but you
2: played Hadrian's Wall?
0: I have. I have. Played Do you Hadrian's compare Wall.
2: it to theirs? There's not much interaction. Would you compare those two in that sense?
0: Yeah, it's—it's it's probably got. I mean, it's got more than Hadrian's Wall, okay. but it's—it's it's, you're pretty much just doing your own board, and that's fun.
1: Yeah. It's fun I,
0: crossing things out the, on the, a
1: board. I guess, like, there's obviously certain limitations that come when you make a roll and write in the fact mm. that you are you have to, like, there's so much that you're crossing off and keeping track of. If all of a sudden you've got to yeah. give it to someone else to do something to, it works just something like cartographers where it's like, okay, we yeah. do it once, we pass it one way, and you draw three symbols, and then you the do it the other way. Like, goblins. goblins, yeah. yeah. But, and look, I think what they've effectively done is just themed a roll and write in the Twilight Imperium world. And yeah. And it's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be exactly the same as the game itself. Like, how many spin-offs do we have? How many card games do we have? Like, right. it's, just, it's just what happens. And I think now it seems to me like I haven't played it yet either, but it seems to me like it, it's one of the heavier slash heaviest roll and rights that there is yeah. going around.
0: Yeah, it's definitely up there in terms of, of roll and rise. I mean, they tend to be pretty light. and mm. This has got a lot more going on. You do get like a faction card that has certain abilities. You've got um, – they're double-sided. All four of your boards are double-sided. So if you play – if you're all playing on the B side, that's the like basically beginner mm-hmm. side. So you all have the same stuff. But if you flip them, then all your boards are like slightly different. On yeah, board. see, so that's, that's what cool.
1: intrigues me is the fact that the boards, you can make them all different, which gives you a greater exploration space. Um, that's kind of what I'm excited about playing and not so much having interaction between people. Because if I wanted to do that, I would play TI or I'd play a war game or I'd play yeah. something else where you want to have that interaction. I want to explore, have a sort of meaty roll and ride experience. That's what I want.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think it definitely has that it's got plenty of choices. I mean, the one thing that I noticed that after a few plays I haven't really played around with the tech like the technology parts that much as much as I thought because they're actually really expensive to <laughs> unlock. And I feel like that's just not really worth it, but then of course that could just be it could just be me. Mm. Maybe they are really good. And I just haven't. They might pay know. off.
2: They know, might pay reward? off. Yeah. Nice. They might pay off, but yeah. I haven't
0: really done them because I haven't rolled enough green to be able to do them. That's, <laughs> that should be a
2: part of your oath to yeah. today. To a part of your oath should be to play that game again and take that route and see how it goes.
0: Take that strategy and see yeah. how much I fail. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sure. I like you
2: failing. That'd be great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's certainly addictive. I played The first time I played it, I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, I just want to cross off all the things. This mm-hmm. is so good. You know, it has that that's really cool it's a neat little game
1: well i mean that's what you want from a rolling right like like you yeah it is that whole thing of oh, i cross off this i get that i get this now i get that i get this and this has me do that like that's yeah that's the addictive side and that's what they've been for me they've been doing since gunshot clever is let's do this i get that oh my god and when i was teaching it at pax um I think everyone was a bit like, oh, this kind of feels a bit like maths homework. And then eventually they were going, oh, no, now I can do this. Oh, and I can do this. Yeah. Oh, I can do this. And I think our friend and your friend Mandy was like, oh, yeah. She was like doing like a little dance. She's like doing like drawing sixes and stuff like that. She was really impressed with herself. Um, so, yeah. Oh, look, I just, I, I like to try every role and write. So I'm keen to get my hands on that. Um, and yeah. Yeah.
0: I think, I think it being like a Twilight Imperium themed one, I think. I think I probably just had that view that it might have more interaction. So yeah. That's okay. I, yeah. Fair where enough. probably where I'm coming from there. But
3: yes. It's, C- yeah.
2: Can I mention real quick, just because yeah. we're talking about Roland Wrights? Right. I saw a Roland write that I think is coming up soon that I haven't heard about. That sounds like you something you both would be interested in. Mm-hmm. So I was playing Aquatica with a mate yesterday and I'm like, I love this game so much. I just want to look up, what's this guy also made? This, this designer. And he's got a game coming up. It's It says 2022 on BGG, but he says it's like a full-fledged RPG roll-and-write they can do in a campaign or a one-shot.
0: <laughs> look at Connor's face. He's like,
2: <laughs> and, I'm, what? And, and I'm like, <laughs> that just sounds like up my alley. I'm sounds interested. I'm invested. Um, I'll look up the name of it real quick. Like, Aquatica. Um, it just sounds really cool. So I want to like reach out to him and find out when's this coming? Like, can we try it? Like, what's it, what's it called? Um, it's called uh blah, 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 Legacy of Old Russ, R U S. Um, mm. it's only got two ratings and stuff, so I don't think it's really been out yet. But um, I'm interested because I think Aquatica is such an amazingly done yeah, game. Course, I'm interested what he does with a roll and write RPG style. One shot and campaign that sounds really interesting, right. and I'm like, I just wanted to mention that quickly because I'm
0: interested.
1: Color yeah, me interested,
0: good. I yeah. feel like there's so much you could do with Roll and Write, absolutely. You know, I think there's a lot of innovation that could happen in that space. Um, yeah, so I, I, I can't wait till the 3D
1: Roll and right arrives and you're doing origami. So it's like now you <laughs> get to origami and right, so it's you're doing and then you have miniature battles with your origami. <laughs> Insight.
3: Oh god.
0: I don't know.
1: I can picture <laughs> kind of right now. It like doing rough.
3: it right.
2: He ends up on one of those things as the kid looks like a flower, we open it and yeah, close it the and it box.
1: Yeah. Is that what it's called? It's
0: called a chatter box, yeah. A
2: chatter box. So like, on on and
1: you gotta say a color and then you do the open yeah. up <laughs> You lose a turn and then you go. Right yeah.
0: Here. And what was it? it was like who you're gonna marry or yeah. something?
1: I don't know. Uh, yeah. What you're gonna do you as multiple. a career. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. what's yep. your career? Yeah. yeah. How you're gonna oh, die. Dear. That was a bit grim.
0: Should we? Should we how are you gonna die? That's a bit grim. Yeah. We didn't do that one. All right, look, we should do sizzles. We should guys. we should probably oh, well, do that because that was a that was a ramble and a half
4: so guys you know what i like about advent games website when i want to go on to get a game i can go in there i can go to the categories i can click on games that play solo and all the results come up are all games that i know are going to play solo well that's all very well but what if i don't want to play solo well you can choose a different play account you can so i you know, could so i could just choose gateway games or favorite designers all different categories there on adventgets.com.au, you just go there it'll expansions New releases, new arrivals, pre-orders, all split up into different categories. Do they also have back in stock, hobbyist board games, family... I'm not reading this at all off the website. Card <laughs> games, all games, A to K, all games, Zelda Z, accessories and sleeves, award winners, classics, dice, dings and dents. All of those and more. Fabulous. My sole favourite is the pre-orders. I will scour the pre-orders for Kickstarters that I might have missed and, and check those out to see if there's anything in there that I really want to buy that's, like, hard to find. Yeah, that's, that's true, because I know you miss a lot. <laughs> yeah. and Dean is, I mean, the service Dean provides is just second to none. Yeah, He comes to our game days. I'm not sure if you guys have been to Sydney that I've often. Had, I met him when I was at the, one of the first Sydney game days. What a great guy. Oh, top bloke. Yeah. And you know. Oh, and has a voice. The dulcet tones of Dean. You know, here's a fun fact. Dean actually did the announcements of number one, number two, when we did our top tens last year. Yeah, for those of you that were at the last of the game day doing the setup, you may have even caught De- Dean doing a little bit of a duet on the microphone with yours truly before we got started. Uh, and don't forget all the the shipping as well. It's um, flat rate $10 if you live in Sydney metro area and $15 flat rate all around Australia, which is gold. So if you need games, get onto adventgames.com.au, check out all the different selections that are available grab what you need, and Dean will get it to you ASAP. Thanks, Advent Games, for supporting the podcast.
0: Okay, who wants to go first? I am curious about this block and key game, Connor.
2: Right. So, uh, Connor's going to give me the worst FOMO because I had an opportunity to buy it oh, for 50 you bucks should have. I passed it up. Was,
0: I was trying to explain this game the other day to someone and I couldn't remember the name. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's 3D and yeah. it has Oh, so I'm
1: going to kick myself. This is like <laughs> the uh, now nah, th- that was going to be the biggest hyperbole ever, which itself is a hyperbole. But uh, <laughs> blocking key is a dexterity game. So already, Mike, you will won- want. Yeah. So what you're doing is you are architects, or not architects? Sorry, archaeologists. And you're sort of uncovering this uh, ancient kingdom and the puzzles that this ancient kingdom uh, holds. But, I mean, the theme itself is only there for the cool art that's on the box because pretty much what you're doing is you've got this row of – it's a three-by-three grid that has these different three-dimensional shapes. And in your turn, you can either draw from – the rows so you have to draw from a row or a column and you've got to take them all or you have to place a block and these blocks it's it's hard to explain but if you go on bgg and look them up they're they're not like polyomino well i guess they're kind of like three-dimensional polyominoes but they're not um like tetris pieces more than four what you're doing is you're placing these blocks and there's certain placement rules such as when you place it the the top of the block you've placed must be higher than the connecting pillar that you've connected it to. It also can't have any overhanging ledges, and the highest that you can put a block is six blocks high, so you can stack them up on top of each other. But for example, if you've got like an L-shaped block and there's another block, you've got to make sure. Let me know if this makes sense, guys. So if that's my block there, I've got to place that one there, and as long as that one's higher, that's okay. I'm sure everyone can hear your fingers. That's right. But effectively, (laughs) Mike 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 and there. But as long as you place that block, the other one, so there can't be any overhangs, but you can make a bridge. Now, why you're doing all this is because you've got these Enigma cards. No, they're not Enigma cards. They're key cards. And only from your angle, so you have to stay looking at your angle, only from your angle you have to make those patterns. So you're standing there and you, everyone looks like the biggest moron when they're doing it. I was playing this with my <laughs> brother and my sister and my mum was having the time of her life watching us because you get down and you get down at eye level and you're just staring. And, like, you end up, you know, you, when you're really like your mouth's agape, so, like, yeah, your mouth's open and you're staring at it. You're like, oh, what do I need? And you're looking at your blocks, you're looking at your card and you just keep going, oh, what do I need? What do I need? And you're doing, like, it's all really, really slow <laughs> and you're placing it. And because you're only looking at it from your angle, you don't know what you're placing and if it's helping other people. So you can only claim a card if, and this is the big if, this is what makes it tricky, you can only claim a card if you have put a block down that turn, and that block itself has contributed to the pattern. Right? So other people can't actually finish
2: your pattern, no, otherwise it, you don't get it. Okay.
1: Sometimes they can. You're like, no, what have you done? You've because because it's finished, and you were planning that one, especially the higher ones, which take yeah. a lot. It's like, oh my god, like you, you could have put it anywhere. It's like, no, I had to put it there. And of course, like we're all siblings who I was playing with, so. It was always, always everyone else's fault that it was something yeah. it's like, You could have put it anywhere else. It's like, I couldn't have put it anywhere else. I had to put it. There. <laughs> no, you could have put it there. It's like, well, how do you know? Anyway, and then of course, like, I 100% trusted my sister because she can do no wrong. But my youngest brother, we're like, no, 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 come and show me. We don't believe you. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah all right. We'll go <laughs> grudgingly. Whereas me and Megan were like, yeah, it's yeah, fine. This is so good. And I was, I was convinced, <sighs> right? I was like, this is the perfect. <laughs> this is the perfect um uh, this bit of like board game day game except this is the one caveat right so the way the game box makes up the game board yeah and you sit it um on top of one another but you have to kind of have a table that can situate all four people around close enough close and enough around and like, and, oh my god mm. we only ever play on like long trestle tables yeah. so player one two and three are going to be okay but player four would have to sit like all the way up, <laughs> or sit on the table to be able to do it like this seriously this is from inside up games which just makes some really really cool stuff but i i backed this on a whim which is gonna make make mike even more annoyed because i backed it on the whim <laughs> And then but it was actually it's been one of my um, and I we did a Patreon the other day about our top five games and I was um and ah as to whether to add this in. Wow. But I was like, oh it was Wait, top five never-
0: games that were released this year.
1: Yeah, that were released this year. Yeah, yeah. not like okay. top five games of all time. Ever. Yeah. Um okay. But yeah, this is like it's so clever, and the fact that it uses that spatial thing, and the fact that everyone has a different view, and you kind of don't know if you're helping or hindering people when you put it down. Um, and we, so we played with three. So I reckon playing with three or four is like the absolute sweet spot because obviously you've had to look at one side of the of the of the um, board each. And then the fourth person, I can just imagine, like, all the chaos that happens, like, when you're trying to, you know, while I'm putting it here, it's like, no, or, like, you could have actually helped someone. And the different designs you have to do are really, really interesting, and there's different ways you can do it. So, you can do it, like, so when you get a pattern, you can either do it horizontally or vertically. You just can't flip it. So, you can't, it's got to be like, it's got, you can't invert it or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I believe this, this will be available at retail. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and just the the production's awesome. It comes with these like clay blocks that just feel awesome in your hands and big and chunky. Um, it's just a different way of playing a game that <laughs> I have never, like, I've never played a game like this before. It's like the fact that you're looking at it from a 3D 2D perspective, but it's a 3D plane, just super, super clever. So that's block and key um, by inside up. Games inside out, inside up games. Um, it was also um, my oath last time, so spoilers, no spoilers. Um, I'm gonna have a big tick to this.
0: Spoilers, no spoilers, um, doesn't work. That's absolutely no, no, a
1: spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, I like, you know, I know Mike, you're keen on this, Sarah. You obviously had seen it before. Have I left you? that stand yeah. at Gen Con.
2: I left that stand. Oh, no, no, I'm gonna regret this. They had like 50 copies now, yeah. selling them for 50 bucks each. I remember. And I'm like, oh, I, I can't remember what didn't sell me on it because I'd seen something about it before and so, someone just didn't. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I probably just had two full bags of games already and was scared to add to the weight. But they said, We have 50 copies here the whole time. That's all we have. Once it's done, they're done. And I'm like, oh, I don't You just know. had a and moment where your willpower actually
3: kicked in. I tried to
2: have willpower and now look what's happened. Yeah. It's,
0: that's where I it gets up. you. Yeah. That's fine. I'll I really wish it. our listeners could have seen you know, all of the the gestures. Yes. I think <laughs> that really helped.
1: <laughs> it's a you one know, thousand. he
0: picked on me once about my gestures. I barely move. I'm like a statue and then Connors is like <laughs> – Waving his arms around willy-nilly. Uh,
1: but, oh, and, it doesn't- I think that's half the fun too, because when you're looking at someone and they're just deep mm. in thought and you're just mm. sitting there pissing yourself laughing because they're like, I wish you could see you right now. <laughs> and yeah, it's like like you know that thing of it's like the mad scientist with the beaker and they're like just trying to add the like the the littlest tiniest drop of like their solution. It's like like I've got to get it in exactly the right spot. And then what will happen is you'll get partway through looking at something and be like, "Oh no!" About four turns ago, I completely stuffed this up, and it's not the. Right <laughs> like, nah.
3: It's not going to get any better.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, seriously, if you're into anything a bit like any um, like patent scoring or anything like that, like look into um, Block and key. I, I don't know how. I just think it's just a great experience um, for people. It's really cool to see the board game space expand in that way the fact that they're using a 3D object on a 2D plane and that's how you score. And the great thing is is because it's 2D, the depth doesn't matter. So you can put a block yeah. as far back as you want and as long yeah. as you can see it from, from your eye level, it's yeah, fine. It's
0: cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. It sounds cool. It does sound different. I've got to check it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If, you, if you know someone with a cop, please ask if you can play it. Um, I think I will be bringing it to an next couple of board game days so people can because I don't know if it is widely available but I think more and more people would really enjoy this and it's quick it does not take very long at all and um yeah it's super simple uh once you get going and I think people just would have oodles of, of fun with it. cool
0: what about you Mike
2: Look, it's not going to be a surprise for anybody what my sizzle is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a bad thing like Connor, and my last oath is my sizzle. But listen, you all saw coming, because yeah. I promised to play the newest in the Zombicide series, Undead or Alive. Um, w- look, if something comes out as Zombicide, I'm buying it. That's generally how things work, and that's just the way the world turns. Um, when I bought this, I was a bit... It's a, it's a Western-themed Zombicide, and I'm like, well, I've got fantasy, I've got space, I've got modern. Look, I'll get it, and I'll try it, and it's probably not going to be my favourite, and then I'll probably get rid of it. You know, that's sort of the way I was thinking. I just want to try the new one, but I have to, of course, own it just in case. Um, and what surprised me is I think this is going to be one of my favourites. Yeah, wow. Um. Because in the different themes of Zombicide, they change a few rules, they have some different characters that do different things, and that's what makes it really fun. This particular Zombicide, I feel that they addressed some things that people find fiddly in Zombicide. I feel they fixed a few things that, for me, make the game more enjoyable. Now, Zombicide itself is very much a... what's the word, homebrew kind of game. Like you can make up your own rules for it. I generally do make a few rules to make it easier and more fun for people because Side, as much as I might like the puzzle of trying to win, I just want to have fun and kill zombies, you know. So a lot of the time I fluff the rules a bit for people because I'm usually teaching someone just to make it more fun. I have heard, so since the fantasy version, or just after that one, the future versions, they've made the rule because it's a co- uh, cooperative game. If anyone dies, the game's over. Oh, Whereas in okay. previous, previous oh, wow. versions, if someone dies, which is really easy to do, um, you just lose that character and move on. And I might be like, well, this new guy walked into town, you uh, this guy now. Right mm-hmm. I just did that sort of thing yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. everyone in the game and make it a bit more fun. Um, but they've since made it, yeah, if anyone dies, game over. And the thing is with, with the zombie side, usually your characters have about three hit points. And some zombies can hit them twice in a row. So if you have two of those zombies, get an extra activation and come and attack you, your character is dead like that. Or the abominations, which you can spawn into the game, which are your big sort of boss monsters, with special rules, and they're the big bad guys that are really hard to kill. They usually do three damage one go, meaning if you get in front of one, boom, you're dead, off you go. One thing they've changed in this game is pretty much all the monsters do one damage each,
3: mm-hmm. even
2: mm-hmm. the abominations. They don't one hit kill you really anymore, which is really cool. What they've instead done is when an abomination comes out or when you walk into a room, they create a new spawning point for zombies. So after all heroes have their turn on side, it's a zombie's turn. So you activate all the zombies on the board and then you spawn new zombies. And usually most maps have three spawn points pretty scary off you go but when you walk into a new room in Zombicide now in, in, in Undead or Alive instead of spawning zombies in the whole building and it's full you create a new spawn point which is really cool or when an abomination comes out there's a new spawn point so all of a sudden every round you have five or six spawn points sometimes instead of just the three so there's all these different zombies coming at you from all different directions which is really cool um and I really like that they made everyone do just one damage now because I said, hey, guys, let's play this properly because I don't feel anyone can die in one hit that easily anymore. We've got a bit more of a chance to, to do this properly. Um, the other things they have done differently is they've created um, different. Uh, oh, my goodness. What's the word I'm looking for now? different kinds of characters. There's a word I'm looking for, factions, not factions, sort of.
1: Like archetypes, like different. Yeah, there's
2: there's like um, four different kinds of characters. They have brawlers, gunslingers, townsfolks, and the faithful. So every character is one of those, which is really cool. So in Zombicide, each one of your characters start with a special ability and you unlock more as you go along. But in Mm -hmm. this one, you have that still, but my person that has this special ability is also a townsfolk. So each different person has really cool abilities. Like in the game, normally you can only search once per round, whereas townsfolk know the town. They know where everything yeah, is. Right. They can search every single round. The gunslingers, if they've got a pistol, instead of using the pistol's normal, you know, I can shoot twice, they can gunfan. You know how then the yeah. Westerns, like bang, 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 bang? You can shoot, you can roll six dice in one go, but with the less accuracy um brawlers have more health and they can you know move and attack for an action or the faithful which are really cool they can they're all like nuns and priests um they can do this thing called vade retro which is you throw (laughs) a token a group of zombies and it pauses them so that helps in the game where all these zombies are coming at me well you're a faithful can you do that to those guys so they stay there for a minute and we can move through it really increased the amount of strategizing you could do. Um, and the, also the, the other cool thing is whenever there's a new spawn site, the only way to get rid of it is to throw holy water, which you can collect in, in the game, but the faithful people can turn water. Normal into water. water. Yeah. They
0: can just bless it, which mm-hmm. I thought was really
2: cool. So if yeah, you collect water, you want to give it to the faithful guy, cause he could use that to get rid of the spawn points. All these things I thought really made the game really fun. Um, I won't keep going on too long, but a couple other cool things in it is a lot of one thing people hate in Zombicide is something called noise tokens. Mm -hmm. Every time Mm -hmm. I shoot, I've got to put a noise token down. Every time I knock down a door, I've got to put a noise token. And you forget about it. It's really dumb. They've Mm -hmm. turned it into one token. So they've got a bang token that you move to wherever the last bang was. Or if somebody uses a really big weapon, you flip it over and it's a boom Mm -hmm. and it stays there. And wherever that token is is where all the zombies go. It's less cleanup. It's less mucking around.
1: It's absolutely brilliant. Um, It's like, it's the most recent noise, is it? Yeah, like, makes yeah. Sense. Yeah. which makes
2: yeah. sense not where the most noise is yeah. where was the most recent noise yeah. and cool. it just made i think made more sense and made it more streamlined and i for half the time couldn't be bothered playing with noise tokens because mm. you forget to put them on forget to take them off they were just a lot of fiddly crap and i and i didn't mm. like it that much um so i usually house ruled those and yeah that that token really made a big difference They've got balconies you can get on now and shoot zombies with further accuracy because you're up in a balcony so you can see down this way and this way of the road and, you know, shoot a bit further. And one of the coolest things, they've introduced a moving train into the game. So some scenarios have a train that comes onto the board and as the train's moving, you just flip over the tile and it shows the train progressing down the line. So they use it like the scenario we played. We had to rescue all these um people villagers from the town not get them killed take them back to the train and once we hopped on the train the train would start moving every round and we have to get off the board without any zombies going on there and it made this really cool moment where we only had one abomination on the board and we killed all the rest of the zombies and the Abomination got all these extra activation cards come out. So the Abomination jumped on the train. And it's a special Uh-oh. Abomination that you have to kill three times. It's um, it's like an old like Indian ghost. It's, it has all these different spirits. So once you kill one, you change the head of it, and it's a different spirit. And once you kill that one, you change your head, it's a different spirit. And each one has a different way it has to be killed. So when it got on there, we had one turn to not only kill an Abomination, kill it three times in one turn. And we managed to do it. It was just such an awesome the train is leaving the station and we gotta kill this environment, you know? Like it was this really fun, cinematic, big fight at the end of the game, and it really it was one of the most satisfying ends to a zombie zombicide game I've ever had, I think. Um Like you can get a pack with horses so you can have guys jump on horses, which means they move further, they hit harder. But if you go into a building, you have to leave your horse outside and if the horse dies, you you lose the game.
0: Oh, no, if your horse dies, you lose. Yeah,
2: so like, yeah, cool, you can move around quicker and do a lot more things, (laughs) but you have this vulnerability whenever you actually Mm. go into the building to complete your missions. Um, I just think Simon did an amazing job with this game. For someone who Western I thought was going to be my least favourite theme, Um, it's probably turned into one of my most favourite Zombicide games that they've released so far. I think they did a really good job. Um, I'm looking forward to playing it a bunch more. It's going to come out for Halloween gaming um, and this won't leave my collection. Like, I thought it was going to be a big maybe and I was half expecting to move it on at some point, but I think CMO knocked it out of the park and this will not leave my collection because it is different enough to everything else they've released. um, It'll stay with me forever.
0: It's cool that they're refining it and they're making it better every time.
3: Yeah,
2: I think they did a really good job. So it just makes me more excited to see what comes out next. My wallet and Renata aren't as excited, but um, I I want to see what else they come up with next because if they can keep changing the game enough, to make it feel different, bring it on. Let's see. Let's yeah, see what happens. For sure. Then you're
0: I mean, gonna be locked in forever. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've got no room. <laughs> just much like Connor is now. with, yeah, and yeah. Marvel <laughs> Champions and Warham. Yeah. So when when people make fun of about Zombie Side Mike, <laughs> I just sort of like just keep my mouth shut yeah. because yeah. I got a fair bit going on too when it comes to that type of stuff. But it sounds like they know what they do know how to do is make it feel like a big thematic set piece. Um, with yeah. most of their I games. I like the train like, thing. Yeah, like yeah, I remember playing um, like Massive Darkness and it's like, you cast this massive spell, do this huge attack and you just throw in a buttload of dice, like so much dice and it feels like a big important moment. So mm-hmm. they do know what they're doing and sometimes it does have its knocks, but I think they, they know their market, right? Like they know that, that yeah. people who play these games, they, they're after a specific type of game and they do it really, really well. Absolutely. You so know what's funny? Away. Like
0: my addiction to Eon Zen thing, I missed a Kickstarter. I just totally missed it. I what just, are you doing?
2: You call yourself I'm, a fan?
0: Yeah, maybe I'm. Maybe I'm, sober now. Maybe. <laughs> I'm Used to be it, cool, yeah. man. Used to be <laughs>
1: down for the call.
0: Maybe I'm just done with Eon Zen. Like. <laughs> um, I do have a lot of stuff for it still. So yeah, I, no.
2: I'm excited to hear about your game, Sarah. Because yes. I've yes. just got—I've got a copy on its way.
0: My sizzle. Okay. So my sizzle is Dice Realms. Um, I've played it a bunch of times. i played it um, – we played it actually before Endless Winter. It was really funny because – so you, you'll see, Mike, when you get this thing, right? There are so many dice faces <laughs> that you get in the box. But, like if you look at the price of this game, it's going to be like, why is a dice game this much yeah. money? But you'll see. It's, there's like hundreds of dice. There's so many dice faces. Um. Yeah, so it took me so long to set, you know, to set everything up that like when people came over, I was like, we're playing this. Like there's no way we're not playing this because it took me so long <laughs> to organize it. We're that are so late. So we're so upset. tired. No, we're playing it.
1: <laughs> we're playing okay. it. What no, we saying? played it
0: first. I made sure oh, it was Ah, yeah, yeah, good move. No excuses. Um, yeah. So we played it. We played it a couple of times. It's really quite fast. Um, mm-hmm. And if you liked Dominion – let me tell you, it will scratch that itch because it that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the first time I played Dominion and I was so excited the first time I played Dominion. I, I swear to God, I was like, this is amazing. What is this? What is this? I want more. I think it was like the first deck builder I ever played. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking, like I was looking at that market, and like every time I had a buy phase, I was like, "What am I going to buy? What's going to go in my deck? What's going to happen when it comes out? What combo am I going to get?" You draw the five cards, and you do as much as you can with it. Like, I mean, I still like Dominion now. I'd, I'd play Dominion now, like mm-hmm. um, yeah, for maybe sure. not the base game. The other ones made it a little bit,
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like more um, feisty or whatever. There was like a bit of backstabbing you could do, and like all these different things you could do. Anyway. Um, yeah, if you like that kind of the, the deck building feel, I mean, it, so you're building your dice, right? You're putting the different faces on your dice. You're upgrading them. There's like a market of that you mix up every – game there's a market of different upgrades to put on your dice but there's also a whole bunch of like the standard ones as well that are pretty good and what can you put on your dice well you can put little upgrade arrows you can put money you can put shields you can put attacks. you can steal people's and your and your dice represent your population yep. for yeah for every dice um you you need to have grain to be able to yep. feed them and it's not this isn't like yeah this is kind of random so there's a fate die that you roll uh, every every turn. Um, you sort of pass it around. Everyone gets a chance to roll the fake dice. And if you get winter, then that's when you have to feed mm-hmm. grain mm-hmm. to your workers, right? So you need to make sure you have grain. So there's grain, faces with grain on it. Um, what else? Yeah, there's all these different attacks. So you can, like, be the grain robber, right? So I've played this a bunch of time with Zoltan. He always goes for this. He goes for, like, <laughs> grain robber, which gets gets you a lot of grain and, and other people have to lose their grain. And, um, and but it's it's very Tom Lehman as well. At the same time, like it's not, you know, just copying Dominion. It's really it does have a lot of Tom Lehman DNA in it because, well, for one thing, the symbology is really ugly, like in Race <laughs> of the Galaxy. Um, <laughs> Harry saw it, of course. He's a graphic designer. So he was like, "Oh, these, oh, these logos, oh, these Why? logos."
1: Why? Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but it also has that that. I guess he's done it in in all his games, I think, where you're kind of racing for that end game condition. So yes. it's all about t- timing and pace of the game, right? Mm. If someone looks like they're trying to end it, like Zoltan, he plays it to end the game before I've had a chance to get victory points. So mm. that's his thing is he – so there's different ways you can end it. You can either get so much grain that you can end the game. So the grain tokens are gone and you end the game that way. The VP tokens are gone and you end it that way. Or someone's got a lot of uh, – negative VP chips and you end the game that way. And of course those oh. are collected when you don't feed your workers.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So
0: it's, again, it's that, it's that whole, well, we can, r- I can rush to race the, like to get the game to end now. Cause I've got some, I've got victory points and I'm, you know, I'm sitting on these victory points. I should end it now kind of thing. So that's interesting. And then other people are trying to slow it down by stealing your grain or stealing, like doing whatever to you so that you don't, um, so you can't do that. So that I really like, um, and that's something it's really interactive yeah it, yeah it is it, and it's kind of it, yeah it's it's a game that's going to take a few goes to to sort of understand that how it works um and what everyone else is doing because i think the i mean this is with every game the first time you play it you're paying more attention to yourself than other people mm. right because you're learning the game so yeah so i think it's a game that obviously it rewards Quite a lot of plays and there's so much variability that of course yes it's going to reward because someone's going to get inevitably someone's going to end up buying an upgrade that you haven't seen yet and you're like your dice do what what did you just do to me <laughs> you know and you haven't prepared for it um but there's clever combinations there's clever counters to to bad things that can happen to you as well and there's also you can buy new dice like you can increase your population mm-hmm. And there's a special green dice, which is just all sides of it have a, a green uh, face, and the green face is all about victory points.
3: Yeah, so right.
0: yeah, so I um, I particularly like getting those dice, and even though they never get you green, so they're always going to cost you green, right? <laughs> never going to get you green, but they're also going to get you VPs all the time. And at the end of the game, you get points for all the upgrades you've got. You get your victory point chips. And that's it. It's really super simple scoring. Cool. And yeah, I like it. I really like it. I think it's got that deck building vibe. It's got that, oh, there's so much to explore here. Like I'm going to try this strategy this time. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of these upgrades this time and see what they do. If you like that kind of, oh man, what do I do next? Like different, exploring different strategies and things like that, then I think you'll like it.
3: Yeah.
2: It makes me excited to talk it to Zoltan because, uh, like, mm. I don't know why. I thought it was supposed to be a bit more of a complicated game. And I'm not saying Zoltan is not smart, but, like, they's, they can teach it to, like, a young teenager type. That's a promising oh, yeah. thing that it's accessible.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a 2.5 weight, I think. Okay. So it's not it's not super heavy. Um, but, I mean, I was playing it with, like, knowing who – I was playing it with, yeah, you know, I so wasn't you. mean to him really. I was like, you know, I'm just going to try and do my own thing. I'm going to do my own, like get the green dice strategy and get lots yeah. of VPs or try to. Um, and he was doing the green Robert thing. So I ended up having all these negative VP chips anyway. So I ended up like that counted all the VPs that I was getting, you know, I was had the negatives as well. And then he ended up finishing the game and we were close. Like I think he was 18 and I got 16 in the last game we played. So it was a really low point scoring game because okay. he rushed it and he just did like yeah. his grain strategy. Um so yeah, so he actually beat me, uh, which I thought was really cool. Um but yeah, it's got it's got all those elements I think that I really like of deck building, which is like, oh, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try going for these, you know, these ones and these ones this time and see what that combination does. Yeah, and- yeah. And then, of course, there's the luck element because there were times when I, I just couldn't roll the upgrades yeah. that I that I got, yeah. and so I couldn't see what they did because I just kept rolling.
1: So, <laughs> we when um you first showed us that you were playing it and putting it together, we sort of had a bit of a laugh because yeah. I compared it to Dice Forge, and you said you uh, played yeah, it before yeah. and. Um, that's the other thing too, is that like the thing with a deck builder is eventually you're going to draw that card that you put in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's just yeah. how it works because you draw it until it exhausts.
3: Yeah.
0: But
1: with the with a dice builder, there's a yeah. chance you might never roll that face. Like right? you, you is, roll it and then it's like is oh. that Sarah?
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Is there a and token you can
2: get that you can set the die to what face you want? I think I heard someone
0: yes, mention that. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yes, there is. So you can buy those. There's also So there's some upgrades that um, allow you to re-roll the dice straight away. So I, I think it's a, I think one of them is called Plow Team. <laughs> plow Team, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the theme is so dry just like Dominion was, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so you you roll your Plow Team and it lets you get grain but then you can roll the dice again. So then okay. you have like a chance to keep like mm-hmm. rolling, just roll it, roll it, roll yeah. it, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. And yeah, like you said, there is like a little squiggly icon where you can set the dice to whatever you mm-hmm. want and you can just buy those straight up too. So there's a the cool. buy, the buy phase, like you get coins on dice face. I think for four coins you can just buy one of those tokens yeah. that well, set cool. the dice to whatever you want. And for $1 you can buy a re-roll token. Oh, that was, that was the other thing that Zoli had. He had like a, huge pile of (laughs) re-roll tokens so he just if he got something he didn't want he was just rolling again and again
1: but that's cool that's mitigation right so if you're investing (laughs) in a strategy you might have to pay obviously you can get that strategy through luck but you can also pay a little bit more and if the strategy is working for you hopefully then it it pays off do you know what though what what you're explaining to me sarah Hmm. it actually doesn't say it doesn't sound like Dice Forge, except for the construction side of things, it's a totally different mm. game. It sounds mm. more like Error, the Medieval Age. Yeah, feeding oh, your people. Okay. Yeah, because, so in, in well. Error, each of your die is one person in your town and mm-hmm. you roll the die, and depending on the die, so you're not constructing die, but you're effectively constructing, you're literally constructing your town, not effectively.
0: A town. You're constructing yeah.
1: a town, and then you're inviting, or or you know, your town grows, and each die you have is a person that you have to feed, except you have to feed them every turn. If you oh, don't, okay. then you lose points. So again- right. Um, you can be like, no stuff so for you guys. You can starve and you just work, work for me. Um, yeah. And but then you can attack other people. You can roll the um, like the disaster die. You can have a church where the it's like a blessing and all that type of stuff. So yeah, it actually sounds way more like error than it does. <laughs> I guess it's direct comparison, which is which is Dice Forge because is mm. the same thing, and you can get mitigation about rolling, or you can choose which side you want to set it to. Um, yeah, yeah, but uh, like when you, I did not envy you when you were going through and setting up all those. Um, oh man, all the sets,
0: but the, the combos that you can do, like seriously, because so this is the this is the thing, and this is why I'd say you know if you're into this kind of game. Then it's worth the money because it's like having all of the Dominions at once. Yeah, like, yeah, Dominion yeah, yeah. had how many d- roles did Dominion have in the box? I mean, it was a lot, it was enough, right? Yeah, like, it wasn't a just 12 or so,
2: maybe more, 15.
0: Yeah, something like that. This has got so many. This has got like three lots of that kind of thing, you know. So, it's like buying, I guess, it's like buying three mm. big, bo- like main boxes of Dominion, I guess, mm. like in terms of variety. There's a lot of variety. So I'm you got excited. a lot to explore. You got a lot to explore. If you like that kind of thing. Mitch didn't really like it and and then and then later when I was comparing it to Dominion, he's like, Oh, now it makes sense. Because he didn't like Dominion. He
1: yeah, like and it. I think yeah. there's, there's people who don't like that because it's it is a bit, you know, it's super themeless and it's not <laughs> much to it. Like, you know, if medieval town that's not being invaded by dragons or things mm. like that. I think people are a bit right. like eh. But oh yeah, I'd, I'd definitely play this with you for sure. Anyone else that has it because I like the dice construction. I like that yeah. sort of things. It's really really fun, and I don't care yes. if it doesn't work. Like the the theory behind it is enough for me. Like that's that's part of the fun.
0: Yeah, and, and I've got to say, oh wait, one thing, one thing, because you just reminded me, Dice Forge. I think it has cardboard that you put into the dice, and it's this is like the plastic things pop. Out so easily, and they give oh. you the like a little tool, and everyone has a little tool. That's do they go
2: flying? That that was gonna be my question. Do the pieces go flying <laughs> when you flick them? Because then oh, die. When Zoli does it, they, they do. flick over your shoulder.
0: Oh, when Zolly does it, they go everywhere. And I'm like, dude, I don't know how you're doing this. Like literally, because it's pretty easy if you just do it gently. Yeah, they don't go anywhere. But yeah, he was, yeah, he was flicking them everywhere. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna lose all my bits, and they're so small, I'll never find them. They'll be in my vacuum cleaner.
3: <laughs> I um, catch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it was really cool. I'd definitely, if you like, I'd, I'd compare it. I compare it more to Dominion than to his other games. Okay, to be honest, because yeah. it's so, it's just so much like that with all the different setups and roles. Anyway, I've talked about it way too much, but yeah, I definitely think it's it's worth checking out. Um, but play it more than once. Like, it's so quick. Play it like three times in one go to yeah. start with, yeah. because you really don't know what what is going to happen. I guess yeah. it's very exploratory. I like it. Anywho, shall we move on?
1: No, that's cool. that's, that's Talk a lot more of about dice realms. I like it. Okay, <laughs> buy it, buy it now. <laughs> buy it now. <laughs> There's two cows. It, oh, well, Mitch, um, and it's available. Yeah, yeah like it's available mm-hmm. for order yeah. just about everywhere. Yeah, cool. So yeah, that's it's good.
0: in retail now. I think, I think Advent. Might be out of yep. stock yep. currently. I saw a few pre-orders
1: when I was looking,
2: but I ended mm. up getting mine secondhand. So at least it's all unboxed and everything for me, ready to go. No, they didn't. <laughs>
3: they
1: haven't sorted it. It's like stuff. This oh, you can I sort it out. Yeah, they out. unsorted
0: it. They put it back <laughs> yeah, into the bag. They just
1: open all can the bags imagine? up and <laughs> pour it into can the why lid. You do that?
0: <laughs> yeah, because that's the other thing is it's like it has these nice traits that once you've once you've sorted it, yeah. you know, you just got to make sure people put them back in the right spot. Yes. Yeah. All right, so last time, uh, let's move on to our question of the pod. Let's do, 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 do. okay, so last question of the pod was, What is your favorite unique theme or setting?
1: Mm. What did you guys put? Is like Marvel cheating? <laughs> <laughs> unique, it's Marvel uh, everywhere. No, no, that's fine. Marvel, no, I yeah, think labor- um, my favorite is um, Arkham Horror <laughs> No, no, I do that. Um, actually, come back to me. I'll come back. All right. Okay. I, I picked a few. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, one of my favorite themes in a board game is Last Will, <laughs> being the fastest to lose all your money. Uh, yeah, that's a I thought a good was one. a really unique one. Um, I like the networks about building your own TV station. Um, an odd one was counterfeiters. It was an anapromorphic animals counterfeiting money, which I thought was really cool. And you're making better and better quality of counterfeited money. I wrote down Valletta because it's a board game based where my family's from in Malta, which I thought yeah, was cool. kind of cool about like, you know, exploring my own history a little bit through a board game. And I put down Calico because it's about cats and quilts. <laughs> and I thought that's such a weird, weird thing. are yeah. so some games and themes that I thought were a bit
1: unique and interesting. I like um, – my th- my setting is probably the like the Cloud Spire setting. I just – you know, there's all different yeah. weird different factions. Um, yeah, pretty it's pretty unique. Pretty unique, like, pretty cool. Like, why are you
0: on this floating Yeah,
1: rock, and they don't really anyway. give you a little bit of information mm-hmm. but not a bit. It's a little bit mysterious. Um, in terms of a theme, I, I quite like – yeah, that's I, – I find it hard to detach theme from settings, so I would probably say like Cloud Spire would be my favourite. You know
0: what? you just like – you've just – sort of made a point there that i think is really cool is that 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 theme slash setting is open to interpretation which i think is really cool Mm -hmm. like i don't think you need to give a massive amount of background where you are and what you're doing if if it allows the person playing it to use their imagination and be like you know make it what they want it to be kind of thing um i was gonna say i I didn't really pick anything specific like i joked and i said this is super biased of me but what about
3: the cost what about
0: asbestos um but i I think that any game that allows you to learn something new is interesting you know like maybe a historical kind of game or one that's about something that's actually real and is happening in the world that you didn't know about you know um or just to think about something in a different way, I guess. I, John Company I thought was a really good representation of, like, these, you know, yeah. horrible families yep. and, you know, these stuffy powder weak people. Um and and India kicking them out, like, you know what I mean? Like trying yeah. his best to. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So That would be up there. I, I Things like that
1: on the Cole whirly bandwagon. Like root is such a any great of his set. really like that's so yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Even even oath like as much as I didn't really like oath, the setting and the theme is like I wish I could just make up. Well you can, I guess, as part of it. Make up a story using that. Mm. Like that's that's really, really cool. And that's still what intrigues me about that game is being able to come up with your own stories and the people who documented it and come up with a narrative based on that. That's that's really cool.
0: I thought of Oath as well and I've but I've only played it like two or three times. Yeah. I think we played it and we didn't get to unlock the world that much. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I definitely yeah. feel like that was a cool that was a cool setting that I you yeah. know, a different fantasy place that I wanted to know more about. Um What about the community?
1: Yeah, so I've got the Facebook ones here. We had a couple of ones for Vital. So uh, our friend of the show, Lisa MJ, uh, said Escape Plan because of the heist theme. Um, Ralph Tedesco has said Spirit Island, which I agree with that one. Uh, A bit of a unique theme. (laughs) Damon Quintel (laughs) said Agricola. Substance farming never been done before and will likely never be done again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, good one, good one, good one. Um, we've got uh, Rising Sun from David Bryson and Gene Rhodes has put Kingdom Death Monster, which I mean, that is very, very unique. Um, what else, you know, we've had um, um, selling indulgences and tempt- tempting pilgrims from Alex Kern. Uh, and then I think uh, we had Netrunner, which is awesome too, and just a whole heap of stuff. But this one here, so I think this one will get Adrian's attention. So from Lachlan at Kingsford, uh, there's actually a train game with a unique theme. Iron Dragon is a crayon rail game about a fantasy realm where you're building tracks for trains powered by dragons to transport fantasy goods. There was even a novel set in the world from the universe. I think they were trying to turn it into a franchise. Given it came out in 1994 and you've probably never heard of it, they sadly didn't succeed. So Iron Dragon, that is very, very interesting. What about you, Mike? What did the Discord community cook up?
2: I picked up a few as well. Uh, Daniel actually did say the cost. uh, The Ah, ethics of producing dangerous goods and services is a rare topic. Um Shoitan said, I'm generally attracted to games that are set in the Indian subcontinent, but reckons he actually doesn't usually enjoy the games that comes out from them, but uh but things actual <laughs> games themselves. Yeah. But that, that theme, that and then theme they disappoint just, him. <laughs> yeah. Um uh alden said viral each player is a virus infecting controlling human organs in at the this area majority game and that is a really cool game with a very cool theme someone even said in there uh was chris um said that they're surprised i was actually mentioned for a unique theme but pandemic trying to stop viruses infecting the world you know like um That's right. We haven't had too many of those come out, which I think was a very unique (laughs) thing until absolutely (laughs) until now. And now everyone (laughs) thinks about it. But I thought that was an interesting one as well.
0: Yeah, very cool. So um, this is a good time to just uh, thank everybody, I guess. Thanks for being a part of our community. Um, And if you want to support the podcast, you can support us in numerous ways. You can do so on Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash boardgamebarbecue um, and you can sign up to donate. You get exclusive content. So we make um, episodes just for Patreons uh, and – you'll see there's all these uh, other different benefits to becoming a Patreon as well. But we also, you can help us just in other different ways to support us so if you can go to apple podcast you can leave a star rating and a review for us that'd be really good spotify has a new star rating system too um it just t- it takes a few seconds of time but it'd be uh it'd mean a lot to us and you can also just get involved in our community so you can join the board game barbecue community on facebook follow us on twitter instagram youtube and of course there's our discord community and um we have like a very buzzing discord community. Like they're always talking about like new games they're playing and things like that. It's really fun. it's, it's, there's some lovely people in there um, playing games as well by discord, TTS games and the like. Anyway, all the links to those places that I've talked about just now are in the show notes. Awesome. All right. Oath time. Well,
2: new question dun, of the pod, Sarah.
0: Dun. What? That's not the order in my run sheet.
2: <laughs> oh, isn't it?
0: No. I have a question of the pod down the oh, bottom. But sorry.
2: We... I thought we did it straight away. My apologies. Mike's,
0: Mike wants Dan? to get to the question. Yeah. Scrub
2: it. Dan, scrub it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Mike must
1: have a question then if he's uh...
0: – Maybe. I, know, I, I thought, hope I
2: so. One. I don't know if it's a good one. I thought we
0: let's skipped it. it. I
1: thought we skipped it. Sorry. No, no, no,
0: Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Apologies. We're doing it now. Good live.
1: I'm sorry, man. What's that from? (laughs) It's, um, what's his face? The old Fox News, um, caster. But he, (laughs) oh
0: man, I I
1: remember that. Bill something. Bill, yeah, it's an outtake and he swears. We're
0: doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it. We're doing it. What's the question, Mike? Come on. I,
2: I thought about, we were talking about, um, about, you know, Zoli taking that mean route to beat you and we talking about those mean actions in Kanban where yeah. you're not doing it just to be mean, you're doing it um, because it benefits you as well. Mm. I want to know what people think, how people feel about meanness in games. Like oh. I actually really enjoy a game about being mean because when I play with friends, I like a lot of trash talk at the table <laughs> and having shots yeah. at each other. So meanness in games is something that makes me actually more attracted to them sometimes. But I know for some people, being a mean in the game, they don't really like it. They, they feel like they don't want to pick on somebody or anybody picking on them. Um, and it's something that turns a lot of people off. So I'm interest, interested to see what people think about that themselves. So I'm what's liking. the question?
0: Where do you sit on the, the mean oh, How do you feel
2: spectrum? about meanness in games? <laughs> yeah. was what, what yeah. I was meanness. Meanness with yeah, inverted, inverted commas. Cool.
0: Yes. Yeah. That sounds cool. I like that. I'm with you too. I like trash talk around the table. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's so clover that we're playing, which shouldn't <laughs> really technically have trash talk maybe, but that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right. So, oaths.
2: Well, we we've done it. As you yeah, we know yeah, we've done, done our oaths already. We're, we're crap. We we, we sizzled our yeah. oaths. All oh, right. So I'm dead or alive? Done.
0: <laughs> okay, this would be a really quick segment then. Um,
1: what about you, so, Sazzle?
0: So mine was to learn something new on BGA. <laughs> but this is funny because I kind of, I kind of cheated in a way because. I was meant to learn a new game oh, that I hadn't right. played before, okay. but then I saw Barrage was on there and Great Western Trail were on there, and I'm like, oh, I, I do already know these games, but I mm. haven't played them on BGA yet.
1: Barrage on BGA <laughs> is so good.
3: Oh,
0: it is amazing. It is so
1: good. Like I went from being so-so on that game to like this game's incredible. Like ah mm. oh, yeah, man, that it, it just it's yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah,
0: it's really good. It's it's quite clever how it works, you know, you can never you can never be stuck like, "Oh, why, why can't I do this thing?" like it's it's you know, you can it, it shows you like the places you can afford to go. Yes. And it it shows you the places you can put things on the map because you've got the right resources to put a dam here or whatever. So, yeah, it it just cuts out that little bit of, you know, extra thought you have to make and it's just, like, showing you where you can – this is where you can produce water right yeah. now because you've got yeah. the water ready to go. Yeah, so I, I really like that. Um, And Great Western Trail. I Actually, it was the first time I played the new edition as well. So maybe that does count. I'm pledging <laughs> What do you, think, as as what do you think,
2: Mike? Uh, if you played a new edition, did you have to learn some new rules, Sarah?
0: Um, I should have. I should have <laughs> learned the new rules,
1: <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> But I don't think I did. I mean, the new uh, rules no.
1: were taught hmm. to you. You just didn't learn them. Is that what you That's you're... right. I
0: didn't learn them. Oh, I didn't... Okay. The new rules were there. All I right. just didn't, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I'll accept it. Yeah. With but I did
0: like. It's a very, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're being pretty I actually
0: came here. second. I came second despite not really understanding the new rules.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I
0: think that's pretty good. I went cowboy strategy. So I got all the cute little cows. And I just kept racing around. I just kept doing the loop, you know, dropping off the cows, going to get more cows, dropping them off. It was fun. It's a really good game. I actually bought it recently too. I have the physical edition of the second edition because on Advent, it sounds like I'm literally just trying to say Advent all the time, like Dean's like, you know, but he gives me nothing. Okay. I don't get a discount. I don't get a discount. He's
1: your dealer. It's okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I
1: mean, (laughs) he's he's our sponsor because he's your dealer. Like, that's kind of (laughs) how it went. Yeah, that's right. That was the way it was. It was not, it was that
0: order. It was that order. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. And I got, uh, it was a ding and discount. So I guess it was cheap. It was discounted um, because it was a a bit busted in the corner, but it's barely (laughs) tell. Anyway, I'm just distracting you all from from this because I didn't really – I kind of feel like I we, didn't – We said, we said we'd kind of accept
1: it. We were like, okay. Yeah, okay. And you just to, but it's accepted. You get okay, yourself even bigger hole. Dig <laughs> <Pick> up, stupid. <laughs> What's your next note, Sarah?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I'm thinking because I've had a game on my shelf for a while and I really <laughs> want to try it and that is Civilization, A New Dawn, the Sid Meier. Mm. I think I might – I'm going to swear it, I have to play it. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna learn yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'd be I'm keen to hear about that. Yeah, yeah. Remember that time we were talking about civilization games and then we were like, we should all play a different one and then talk about them.
1: Yeah. yeah. That didn't happen. Back when we uh. did uh topics <laughs> for the shows, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it didn't happen. So I'm gonna address that right now. I'm gonna play that. Yeah. What about you guys?
1: Well, like I said, I, my oath was to play block and Key with my family and they loved it and I made lots of funny faces and funny actions according to Sarah. But uh, <laughs> I actually have Sarah to thank for my oath because uh, – oh, I'm just going to grab this mighty box from back here. Oh, I'm going to play – Don't
0: sprain something.
1: Burn cycle. Ooh, you can hear mm. the rattling. Can you hear the oh, rattling? Yeah. It's like the when rat you rattling. shake your toys on Christmas. You're like, it Lego. That's what that's like. Some chip theory goodness. Uh, yes. Some chip theory yeah. goodness. So yeah, super keen to give that a go. And uh, so I did buy it off off Sarah, and she threw in some extra yeah. goodies too, which I'm excited to play with. Um, so yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Next time on the show, I will have played through Burn Cycle at least the first scenario. Yeah, yeah. At least uh, the, the tutorial, tutorial, and then hope for the first scenario because it tends to be like tutorials, like yeah, you kind of play it a bit. And then you're like, oh no, this is really where it's at when I mean, you have to make your own decisions. So yeah, that should be cool. yeah. I'm super excited.
3: Cool nice.
2: Well, for me, once again, Zombicide, side, undead or alive, tick. Uh, my, my next day is a game that I brought back from GenCon that I've been really excited to play. Uh, it's Founders of 2 Tuoka. Oh, oh yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So it's like a prequel game, I believe. Mm. And it's a really cool looking polyomino game. It's got some really interesting mechanics about how you take your actions. There's different sort of strength actions you can take. Um, and I'll talk more about it once I've played it. But um, it looks cool because you have to put polyomino tiles down on your board to get resources around them to spend, yeah. to get other yeah other tiles mm-hmm. so it looks like it combos quite well it looks like it could be it looks like it'll be over pretty quick i don't think it's going to be a super long game um it looks like it's going to be hard to maximize on your points in that short amount of time you can only build in very certain actions there's a little architect meeple that goes around your board every time you can only build on that side of the board um so you don't have a heap of choice of where you build things as well and there's some interesting ways and in how to combo so um yeah i swear to play founders of teotua Akan by the time I'm on the podcast next. Cool.
0: Excellent. I think we can all say that yeah. word. Finally. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. It took us two years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so thank you guys for joining me today. Today. Oh, I did it. You didn't Rude. say
2: tonight. You didn't, I didn't say tonight. didn't say
0: tonight, but I said today. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've, I've done it. I've ruined it, and we have to re-record. At least you didn't it. say oh, right. part of let's the question. We're going to do the whole
1: thing again. Sorry, Dean. <laughs> part of the question. Part of, yeah. Part of the
0: question. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I think my voice is about to give out. Anyway, all right. Um, and thank you, of course, to our listeners and our sponsors and our patreons. Thank you so much for your support these last two years, two hundred and fourteen episodes. Oh my god. And counting. All right. Thanks, guys.
1: No, thanks. A- thank you. It was a good time. Yeah. It was. It was fun. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. See you. Can't find the button. Can't
0: find Where's the, the, button? Button. Where's the <laughs> button. Where's the button, Push Sarah? Push the
3: button. Push the button. <laughs>